yeah, and then I'll write on them nice. what's in them. So I just quickly grab out what I need. Sounds like a. They sound like quite smart little bags if they're designed to fit in the Ozio rather than just somebody's found a bag that happens. Yeah, no, to fit. They, like, they fit really like perfectly. They've been measured to make um, to fit the bag perfectly. I swear, I might, I might have a little look at some of them. Um, so, do you go? With the way you store your tools in there, are you sort of using, I suppose, the, the fashionable Plano type boxes, or are you just old fashioned bag and chuck them in? Um, as of recently, because I've got these T Work stuff, I, I've reduced it down into like a, a T Works tool bag. They make like this little box, so it's kind of mixed up in there, but ideally, I, I probably would use one of those Plano. Um, boxes but they take up too much space is the problem and the weight so i just try to reduce it down a bit yeah. if i was at, at home here and stuff like that i'll i'll use a bigger toolbox just because it's nice it's a bit more organized you know and things like that easier to get stuff out yeah you know, when you're not roughing it on the road and you've got that bit yeah of freedom. yeah i mean when you're when you're traveling you know you've got to try and find that extra bit of space that extra bit of weight you know you can take something else yeah so in that obviously you race 10th and 8th domestic international do you have separate 10th and 8th bags or do you just sort of change out depending on which class you're running so what i've got so those bags i'll send you about so i'll have um most of the time they're for ape scale Right, because I majority of my time is ape scale, and then if I'm doing a temp scale race, I'd literally just swap out the T works bags for my temp scale T works bags. If you know what I mean. All right. Okay. So you always take the same kind of tools. You just change out your spares. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, and how do you, in terms of weight, what are you sort of? I like if you're domestic racing and you haven't got to worry about weight. Well, Christmas has what just gone. So I'm a little bit on the heavy side. <laughs> Talking about yeah, mate. Ain't we all? I mean. Ain't we all? Um, yeah, you, you ought to see Russ these days, mate. He's, uh, I'm a racing well, snake. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a racing snake. You're <laughs> racing. <laughs> so obviously, domestic, you can just throw whatever tools you want. You take as many as you want. What are you sort of domestic racing? Can't live without tools versus your if you're flying abroad, you've got to reduce that weight. What are your tools? You're like, no, I can't leave that behind. That's got to go. Obviously, things like 2.5s and 2s, that um, kind of stuff. Well, I make sure that – I mean, you're talking about 8 scale. Yeah, yeah, 8 scale, yeah. 10 scale, however you work it. Um, well, I mean, 10 scale, you don't need as much as 8 scale because you haven't got, like, uh, clutches and things like that to take off and uh, plug. So, obviously, I need 1.5, 2, 2.5. 2.5 ball uh, wheel spanner, um, uh, uh, plug spanner, clutch, uh, like a flywheel remover tool, grips. Did I say a pair of grips? Yeah. So we need we need the grips as well for uh, tightening up and doing the uh, flywheel nut. Um, obviously. Eight scale, we need the glow starters, fuel bottles, things like that, tuning screwdriver. It's pretty important. Um, things that you can 
I mean, ride height gauge. We do that. They've got those little small twisty ride height gauges now, so they don't take up too much space and weight. Um, things you you can kind of live without, I suppose, is like um, you know, like the multi tools that they have um, where you can push like uh, what they call like the ball joints out of out of like you know like the camber links. It's oh quite a nice yeah, thing to have shock shock plier multi tool type stuff. Yeah, you you can you can kind of get away with not having that. It's nice to have, um, but you know you can use like. Um, a pair of pliers or something, you know, to push them in if need be. Um, but to be honest, I, I'm I'm kind of I'd rather have all my tools and take less of something else. Yeah. Because I like I, I don't really like asking people for stuff. I like to have it myself. So yeah. uh, and if I haven't got something, I'll go and buy it immediately. <laughs> I'm like that. I, I can't I can't be doing it if I need something. No, I ain't got it. Yeah. So obviously in eighth you travel with a mechanic, don't you? Who kind of does all does most of your wrenching and you do the majority of the driving. Do you does he have much of a say of what tools are in the bag? You know, if you like if you've got MIPs and he wants an Arrow Max driver or a hoodie driver, is it a case of, well, you're wrenching, out come the MIPs and go the Arrow Max or is it just Well, as of recently I don't really I don't have a mechanic. Uh, such anymore so I kind of do it all myself um, so if you was to have a mechanic and from past experience with a mechanic normally the tools are down to them you know um, whatever they want to use whatever they feel comfortable with um, you know um, it's, it's basically it's, it's, it's like anything you know if you have a guy who's doing a job they've got their own toolbox you know of their stuff so if for some reason something's broken or they need something, you know, then they would let me know beforehand so we could organise it. But it would purely be down to, to them to bring their own toolbox, really. So do you have a mechanic still when you go eighth racing? Or look at mechanic slash pitman? Uh, no. So not not full-time, no. I've got, um, I've got a, a friend of mine that helped me at Montpellier. Yeah. Um, and also, like my father-in-law uh, was there as well, helping. But he's not a full-timer because obviously he still has he has like university, yeah. Uh, and he races himself, so he can he helps me when he can. Um, but I, I basically do everything in the background, get all the cars prepped and everything like that. Is that, races. Is that a big change for you, mate? Or I mean, I'm not saying um, you couldn't do it anyway. You know what I mean? But do you have to do you have yeah, to plan yes, things yes differently? And no. There's there's some days where you're like so busy like I've got a baby or I want to go do practicing or I want to do something but I've got to build this and I've got to build that but there is the nice side of when you do it yourself you know it's done the way you want to do it yeah and you've got do you know what I mean you haven't got someone say oh but maybe should, uh, you know what I mean like yeah. it's like you just do it the way you want to do it it's done yeah. so how do you how so do there's, you... there's positive and negative yeah. from it. So how do you set your pit table up then, say, at a race meeting compared to your bench at home? Would you, like, for myself, when I set my table up at home, my, t- my toolbox is in the same place as it would be at a race meeting, and, my mat, and I've got my mat out, like, or whatever, at a race meeting. So when I go to the race meeting, obviously everything, I, I don't have to think when I reach for a tool. Do you do, you do the same at, at the track as you would do at home, or is there anything you do differently? 
yeah, I, I would I would do the same. You know, I have a pit mat. Obviously, I built like a, like a race room in my house. So I've yeah. got like a, a tool holder and cabinets and stuff like that. But the actual pit, like the table, I'll have a pit mat. Same as you, I'll have my toolbox in the same place. Uh, I try to keep the area fairly tidy, you know. Um, I always try to do that as well. <laughs> try being the operative. You know, <laughs> I, I always, I, I won't have any rubbish on the table. It's like a trigger for me if I see rubbish on the table. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, you know, and also because, you know, I'm representing a brand, and well, not a brand, but brands that sponsor me. And if people want to see someone, you know, I, I try to be professional about it so they can see a nice work area. Um to look at and to look at the car and everything you know yeah i have two modes i have my race bench at home which literally looks like it's been organized by a hand grenade and then i've got my race bench when i go racing which is like you say slightest bit of rubbish on it and there's a trigger going yeah but (laughs) i hope it just looks like a bomb's gone off well i've got a graveyard covered so like old cars and all sorts of screws and stuff I don't need or gets like just thrown in there you know Uh, that'll come in useful pile yeah I can't throw that away I might need that pile yeah 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 that's it like I think I'm the same I've got like I've got a little box of stuff chucked in one of them in a unit and it's B6 original B6 rear gear boxes and there's like seven of them and I'm like we're on a 6.4 now we're like four cars ahead we haven't had that gearbox for six years why am i bothering holding on but i can't bear to throw them away <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> what you mean so i'm just cluttering up the back yeah how would you say your your racing not your racing but your, your stuff differs from like a like a, an amateur or non-pro like because i'm assuming when you go racing to America, you've got like, I don't know, five diffs, one with 10k in, one with 15k in, all ready to go. And you literally, oh, and I want a thicker center diff. So you just take one out of the box and put the right one in. Is it is it like that? Uh, same with your shocks as well. Have you got shocks built up with different pistons in, or do you actually have to get, spend the time to just change the stuff around at the meeting? Yeah, no, I mean, I will go there with probably, depending on what, which mean it is. Say if I was going to America for this Nitro Challenge, so. Yeah. Because it's such a long race, you'll start in the morning, it'll be cold, then midday it'll be boiling hot, and then you'll be out again at night when it's freezing cold. So I'll have probably, let's say, two or six six to eight sets of shocks. Yeah. Because I'll have two sets of shocks with the same pistons in, but with ones with heavier oils and one with lighter oils. Yeah. And then I'll do the same with a, a different kind of piston in with heavier and lighter oils. Because once I've got the right piston I like, because the temperature change is so significant, uh, instead of just keep changing oils, I'll have just bolt different shocks on. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the same with diffs, I'll have them ready uh, with different weight oil in, and also like the centre centre gear, you can have different gearing, so I have them ready as well. If I need to go shorter gear ratio or longer. Yeah. Would you? Would you? I mean, just just quickly. Say you change the gear in shorter or longer. Would that be like in general for the day, or would that be like not? Wouldn't be for the session, would it? Or say if the weather changes. No, no, no. It'd be like oh, no, I need, no, I need, no. I need a bit more once, down the straight. Let's change the spur gear. Yeah, I mean, once once you're kind of set with the right gear and it's not changing that like hour through the day. You know, yeah. it's not. Um, 
could be like if the track over the whole race changes, like it grips up or it becomes bumpy or whatever, you know, you want a shorter gear ratio. If it's grippy, you want a bit more like torque out the corners or if it's bumpy, you might want to go a bit longer to make it a bit smoother, you know, things like that. Um, but as a whole, you don't really change it too much. Once you found the right gearing you need, you'll kind of leave it alone. It'll be just mainly oils you'll change. Yeah. Cool. So, you talk about flying around. Let's have a a little bit of a quick detour on some of your uh, upcoming racing. Um, I hear you're back in the UK pretty soon. Yeah, I'm over pretty soon this month. Um, I've got a birthday and then I've got to prepare for the MKGP. So I'll be doing some temp scale racing. You got any got any meetings planned? I know you said something about Essex. It's probably, probably pretty local down to you, isn't it? Yeah, um, I'm trying to get booked in for it because I think it's pretty full up. Um, but I'm trying to see if I can squeeze me in. Um, and then maybe some evening club nights i just i just because we've got the new four-wheel drive as well i haven't i haven't run it yet so i, I need laps with it you know um so that i can go to the mk grand prix with some running under my belt because um it's quite different from apes guys you know yeah so there have been many changes on that new four-wheel drive uh yeah so we've from what i've spoken to the guys obviously i wasn't at the os so i didn't get to drive it there but um it all seemed pretty positive uh we've got adjustable diff heights now front and rear new shock towers um so that the shocks can be a bit more stood upright to help with um like the roll of the car try and keep it a bit more flat um new ackerman new chassis which is slightly longer um <laughs> basically we're just turning these temp scale cars into touring cars that can jump you know yeah uh, with the way EOS is going um because predominantly like with with how the four-wheel drive is now you know you can't you can't jump these temp scale cars long onto a flat land and they don't like it with the grip it just doesn't happen you know no. um you so you, you you're kind of you're, you're you're fire up to the jump pop over it get on the downside as soon as possible and then like far off the down ramp, you know so you, you want to try and be in the air as little as possible because you've just got all the grip and you know you just want like maximum corner speed and things like that um as, a, as opposed to something like eighth where you see you know 20 30 foot yeah full airplane mode yeah. and it uh, i'll be jumping to the corner which you can't do in terms of you know be sending it into the corner land turn go Attempts yeah. ago, you can't really do that because the car would probably just want to fold up on itself. So, which of those type, which of those two styles do you prefer? I mean, it might be a stupid question, considering you do more eighths, but full chat. Like you're not, yeah. <laughs> Drop it right onto the apex. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. If there's if, if there's if, if people are questioning a jump, I'll be the first one to do it. You know, <laughs> people go, oh yeah, I go, no, no, I'm doing it. Yeah, you're the whole my beer guy. Yeah, I got to do it because once once yeah. you've gone too far, then you know how far you can go. You can bring it back a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. So 
obviously we diverted a little bit again towards the new car, but I thought it probably nearly covered while you were on about it. But um, you've also got some big eighth races coming up this year as well. Some e-buggy worlds, was it? Yeah, we got e-buggy worlds, um, one eighth, um, also one eighth e-buggy euros. Um, then, then we got the nitro. Well, uh, Euros as well, things like that, international races. So, how pretty busy. Find, yeah, where do you find the buggy, apart from the fact it's electric and it's, you know, how do you find the driving styles differ between the two? Rubbish. No yeah. comparison. It's not the same, is it? You want it's it to not. be the same, and it's not, and, 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 and you can't put your finger on it. It's just not the, the same. I mean, the, the problem is, right? They're they're heavy. They they don't have a they don't have a clutch. Okay, so it's just direct drive. There's no slipper clutch. There's no. I think some people made a uh, a clutch system that went on the shaft of the um, of the motor. You had to change the rotor for a longer shaft. Yeah. Uh, I think a few people run it in America, but it's not that popular because it snaps the shaft off of the motor. Um, it can do on like heavy landings. Um, so, and the problem is you've got so much power in these eight scale buggies. It's like it's crazy power, um, more than we need. I mean, there I guarantee every pro you speak to. They won't be running the biggest motor you can get, and they will not be running the speedo at full chat. It'll be turned down, um, just because you know it's just it's just so powerful. Um, you can come out of a corner with a nitro car. You'll need full run up, um, like just fully lit to make it. With these cars, with the electric, you could be a foot off the corner and you'll clear this the same quad. You know, it's yeah. like clear, clear, a triple from, clear a triple from a standing start, kind of. Oh, easy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I would like to see him in the future have some sort of clutch system. I think it would make it a lot better, a lot more drivable. Um. Like as a sim to be more similar to to the nitro, you know, because we have the software system, which we which has to be made. Um fairly smooth to try and relate to the nitro that's what we try and aim for because when you're at an event and you're going from one class to another you want it to try and be as similar as possible um without a clutch system you know it's all in the software um so yeah it's it's, it's not easy you're still running the red electronics yeah yeah Yeah, i'm still running the reds yeah just go on chris sorry i said durango for their last four-wheel drive 10 scale they made a like a slipper diff so the one yeah. side of it had a diff four gear put your oil in then you had a plate that the that the spur bolted to and then on the other side there was like a slipper clutch so maybe something like that would you i know, think got the that problem they had with that there. though was i think if the oil leaked out the diff went on the slipper pads you're screwed yeah. yeah. Also, true. as well with a slipper, with a slipper on, with something with that much power, like literally, you need some ro- serious material. If, if, if you get it wrong, like when we see it all the time at work with these RTR 6S models, you know the ones that used to have slipper clutches in them. If they were even a third of a turn too loose, like two revs on a car park, and the, and the clutch was toast, 
you know what I mean? And you don't want that yeah. in the middle of an hour final, do you? <laughs> so, no. Or say, it's even a 20-minute final with an e-bug, you know? Yeah, yeah, honestly, it's it's just everything's a lot more harsh on them compared to the temperature scale. So um, just finding the right material, you know, to be to actually last long enough. Um, because even lasting 10 minutes is not long enough because you can't expect people to keep changing it after yeah. every single run, you know? So, um, I mean, sorry, go on, Russ. Go on. Uh, we haven't spoken really Elliot, since um, the Worlds last year. Um, and I wanted to talk about it, and I don't know, I'm not, I'm not saying I want you to throw it under the bus, but I saw what happened in the in the last trans saloon when you got nailed off, when you were quite comfortable, yeah. I think you were like third or second. Um, do you want to talk us through what happened there? Because, I mean, you look you look like you had the pace for that, for that last trans saloon, for the, for the last spot in the final. Yeah, I mean, it's just usual stuff from certain people. Um, it's not the first time it's happened with them. Um, they're quite well known for it. Um, and when the referee doesn't see it for whatever reason, it's just one of them things and you can't do anything. And then you just get swallowed up by the pack. Yeah. Um, you know, and then being at, at the back of the pack in a semi-final at the Worlds, it's not easy to come through. And, no, not when there's only one going uh, through as well, isn't it? You know, because the last chance saloon is what the top number one goes through and that's it, isn't it? So you've really got oh, to Oh, and, and the LCQ, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the LCQ, yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, yeah, it's a Worlds, but at the end of the day, it's just another race. Yeah. Um, well, you say that, but it's always nice to be in the main in it for yourself and for the sponsors, you know, to get to a hit for sure, the main yeah. event. Like, so you don't dwell on it too much. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. can't. You think about stuff like that too much, then you never end up going forward. You yeah. just keep thinking about what has happened rather than what can happen. Yeah. yeah so t- we talked. We did talk to Jamie Hall about something similar. Um, obviously, these are all part of our sort of how pros deal with racing kind of stuff series we're doing. Um, how soon after that happened are you like right, Elliot? Just put it behind you and crack on. Is it instantly, or you are you pissed for the rest of that race? Um, you're pissed. You are pissed, but I mean, you have, normally have a mechanic like that will try and calm you down, and say, "Look, like, we've just got to get back into it and keep going." Like as soon as possible, you got you've got to try. It's it's a mental game that you really got to try and battle just to like get back into your rhythm and keep going again. You know, because what, that one can turn into another mistake, and then turns into another mistake, and then you end up falling back even further. Yeah. I mean, especially you know, if you if if just you know if 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 you're driving like an idiot for three laps, um, and then towards the end of the race, the, the people you needed to beat have two mistakes, and you're like, if I just hadn't driven like a dickhead for that one lap, I could have been there. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Um, let's talk a little bit right back up to date. I mean, Montpellier the weekend. You were you were second behind um, Ongaro. Um, you looked like you were going really well. Yeah, um, I mean, during the off-season, uh, we made a pretty heavy, heavy step forward with the car, finding a setup that I like and things like that. So and I've been putting a lot of time in at the track. I was at the track today also, just trying things and for different conditions, and just basically just getting... Because, I mean, I lost... Being in Italy, I lost more time than most in other countries due to COVID, yeah. you know, so... Um, it kind of puts you on a back foot for quite a while, but I wanted to just 
I, I mean, I was so upset and a bit pissed off with what happened at the Worlds that, you know, I didn't want it to happen again. I thought, I want to try and get better results. So I just had to put more time in. Um, when you say you put it, more it, time it in, is that like thinking about, you know, sitting there with the car on the bench, thinking, oh, I might try this piston and see what it feels like on the bench? Or is it literally just going to the track with your practice car and just banging laps and trying... <laughs> Having a game of what you're going to try next, or what do you mean? Say putting the time in. What did you actually? What what do you do as as a professional as opposed to a club racer? So, one going to the track more, um, doing as many laps as you can, uh, but also understanding the car on the track, looking at the car while you're driving it, feeling the car more, and changing stuff. But not just changing random things, changing the right things. Yeah. Um, not just like, oh, you know what? Let's just try that. Yeah. No. What's the car doing? Right. As I'm driving around, I'm like kind of talking to myself, like, right, what's it doing there? Kind of thing. Like, I need a bit more of that coming out of there. And then I'm just like, right, okay. I'm just change that. Go back out, and I'll change one thing at a time, and I'll just keep repeating it. You know, maybe I'll, maybe it's the wrong thing. Then I'll come back and I'll go the other way. Yeah. You know. Um, and, and predominantly running laps, just getting the controller in my hand as much as possible. Yeah, there's no substitute for that is there, at all. There's bank, more and more track time. Yeah, I, w- I was told when I was look, younger, and they said all the time you've got a controller in your hand, you're getting better. Yeah, good point. I never really put like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like sounds like a wise guy that told you that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> what was it? I, I'm not. You know, we talk about the mental game a bit. You know, what's it like when? Because I was you a second at Montpellier and Angaro won, and then like, like I know it was an hour race, and towards the closing stages he, he lapped you. You must have known he was leading. Yep. What are you thinking? I'm not trying to wind you up. You know, we've been mates for a long time, mate. Cheers, what, mate. Rub what, salt in the way. What are you thinking when 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 Angaro comes past you? You're like, what the hell is that possible? Do you think, oh, that's because I made that mistake there, there, and there, or or or, does it, or do they come past you like you like like you're a club racer? Well, when the race started, I was battling with Canas, and I could see Angaro getting away. I mean, I do race with Angaro a fair bit. So yeah. I, we have I've seen it what 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 he can do yeah. you know I, everyone has seen what he can do um you know he's the best driver out there at the minute um but when we when I was talking to our mechanic during the race you know I was battling with Canas and he said to me look Canas um ongaro has gone our race is for second yeah I was like okay so I got you know we I wasn't I wasn't even looking at Ongaro because he was gone. Yeah. Where Canas was like in my in my mirrors, you know. Yeah. So my concentration goes on to that to make sure I'm running the, the best laps I can whilst getting through trap like lap traffic, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um I mean, yeah, he 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 came up and lapped me. Um you know, he, he was faster than we was. Um second was the best we could get on the day. But yeah, like I said, uh, our battle was for second, and that's what we basically yeah. just concentrated our race on. It's good though when you've got the right man in the pits. You know what I mean to be able to say that to you. You know, look, we're done here. <laughs> you know, you just got to um, sit there. You know, not not sit there and take what you've got, but you know, second is what we're going to get today. You know, it's no good him saying, yeah. "Oh yeah, you got to try and chase him," and he's fifteen seconds up the road. You know, yeah, we the don't risk, wanna, the risk is massive, me. isn't it? 
yeah, he said, look, I don't want you overdriving and trying to crash or whatever just to try and catch up and then lose second place. Yeah. So let's maintain what we've got and build on that. Um, and, and we'll go from there. You know? and, and it was it was a close fight for most of the race, you know, for like a good 45 minutes of the race. Um, I think I, I think I got second. Uh, I overtook Canas on like pretty early on and I held second for pretty much most of the race. Yeah. Um, and then towards the last 10 minutes, I think he started crashing because the tyres were gone, you know. It was it was hard because we was like running on slicks pretty much after about 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was just it was just uh, holding the position, maintaining really, yeah. staying clean as as good as you can. Yeah, what's Canas like to race against? Is he fair? Is he choppy? He's, he's is he good choppy? With me. Oh, yeah. No, we we get on well. We work well together, which is nice. Yeah. Um, we honest, you know, with setups and things like that. Really help each other out which is nice um if we're on the track he's clean i'm clean with him there's good respect in the team which is nice yeah um it shows on track like he won't if he if i mean obviously in a qualifier i wouldn't just do it to him or for everyone you know if someone's yeah. quicker than me i'll let him go but you know in a race he comes up but a couple of times he, he got close to me where most people probably would have smashed me yeah but he didn't you know and i would have done the same um which is which is good which is fair racing yeah, that's what you want, mate. That's what you want. Is he travelling around with you much this year? Like when you say when you go over to a Silver State, is he and, and the the electric wars in Portugal? Is he going to be heading there with you as well? Canas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's going to night challenge. I'm not going to night challenge, which is fairly soon. Um, I'm not sure if he's doing because sometimes I don't know what his contract is but sometimes you know you have an option to do this race or that race I don't know or uh, if he wants yeah. the sponsors want you to do both I don't know yeah um, I mean I'm, I'm pretty free to do what I want uh, in that respect I can do as many as I want um, or I wouldn't say as little as I want but um, being this year it's my 30th I'm not doing night challenge I'm going to see family yeah. but um Next year, we'll see. Yeah. But uh, he's so he'll be doing Euros. Pretty much all the eight scale races I'll go to will be there together. So. Yeah. I mean, the eighth Euros this year at Redavan, isn't they? You're gonna you're gonna go, go for your revenge this year and and, and show us show everyone how it was done. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel a lot more confident in the car. Um, I think it showed at Montpellier that you know there's a bit more confidence and speed. Um, that we're carrying um, so hopefully you know that keeps the ball rolling up until then yeah keeps on rolling oh you know your car, your car looked epic mate at, um, yeah no, the car, we, we got we got the car good yeah well, it was good yeah that's class just uh, wasn't good enough what tyres you running this year have you got a, have you got T-Pro. a chosen tyre so still on the T-Pro so, T-Pro yep um, I am in a slight greyish area but a fortunate, very fortunate area where my tyre sponsor is also owned by my car sponsor. So, um, that being said, he he would rather the car do better than the tyres because yeah. in an eight scale, that is it's the, a war with tyres. Is, isn't that like a gift from God, that? You, 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 you're you're going to say that to you. Yeah. It is lovely. Wow. Um, because eight scale off-road is... 
at the higher level, it's all about tyres now. Yeah. I mean, it's all really, about it's tires really funny. Now. We always moan about tyres in, in tenths, but when you look at eighth and the minefield of tyres that that is, it's it's crazy, isn't it? You know, you think you're you rough having to take two sets of tyres or use five sets of tyres a day for a national. When when you look at eighth and you're like, not only would you use five Tem- sets of tyres a day, you've got to take 20 different types of tyres. Yeah, temp scale sucks for tyres in a different way. Yeah. Eighth scale sucks for tyres in the fact that, you know, if you don't have that tyre, yeah, you're screwed. Yeah. If that's the one working. Yeah. Where temp scale is controlled, so everyone's yeah. on the same one. It just sucks that you need a brand new set every single run. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so I, I'm lucky in the fact that if our tyre isn't quick enough and it's that tire is clearly faster than everything else yeah he doesn't want the team to suffer for that so he's like okay if we've tried them and they're not working they're not quick enough on the fastest tire yeah because if that means if that's the difference between winning and losing then that's what we've got to do yeah that's brilliant mate. That is, that is to me as well what's that... going on <laughs> and he, he said it yeah. doesn't make any sense for him to suffer a race for a tire so yeah um i suppose the way he's looking at it is you know, if if his hot if his T Pro tire isn't working there, and he's not letting you swap both the car and the tire is suffering, if he just yeah. goes, yeah, look, just do what you got to do to make sure the car wins. At least yeah. the car's winning, and it's proving that it's you know because we don't want to show good. that the car's not good because the car is good, and, yeah. and, and it's not yeah. just it's not just a T Pro. You know, there's tracks where you know people are on the six mic tires in a certain type of condition, they're screwed. Uh, if uh, hot race some places they don't work or you know it's it's specific tracks it's the same with, and same with power lines isn't it you know some some of the tracks that are really oiled they don't work very well you know so you should say everyone yeah. can say for any of them they've all got the good and the bad sides haven't they yeah yeah so I, I mean, mean it's it really used well, to be like that, but it's just the way the tracks are now the way they're all prepped and everything where years ago it's be a bit a bit more rough and ready uh, where the tyre didn't make a huge difference. But now, the way the tracks are, it just makes a huge, huge difference. Yeah. So what would you do when you're travelling with tyres then? Would you take a load of T-Pros with you and then if you needed different ones when you go to a certain track, just buy them at the venue, just get the card out and whack them on? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've got I've got a bit of a status that I can probably go up to the sponsor and ask them and they're kind enough to give me a couple of sets if I need them yeah. from another brand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if they... Um, of course, because uh, you'll, you'll make their tyres look good, won't you? So it's a win-win for them. Well, you're yeah, lu- you're a lucky boy, man. You're a lucky boy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah I, I'm i lucky and fortunate in that respect. Um, but yeah, I'll go there with the T-Pro. I'll start with them. Um, if they're just not quite on the pace, you know, if we're not because of the tyre, and say, like, Canas is going good, and everything's the same except the tyre, then I'll say, like, right, I need to try them and yeah. see what's going on. Yeah, bro, mate, bro. Um, because Canis and me, you know, we got the same engine, same car. Yeah, what, uh, everything's the same except tyres. So here's one for you. Speaking about engines, um, I saw uh, over the last couple of probably six weeks, um, Reds have launched this new backplate for the nitro engines. It's got a ball bearing at the back of it or something. Mm. How does that work, and what does it do? And do I need one? So, I haven't got a Reds engine. <laughs> Well, you have to get a red engine. Yeah, is it just so it doesn't basically so the crank doesn't rub against the back plate? Is that what it does? Or no? So all engines 
Um, the, the com rod attaches to the crankshaft. Yeah. Um, it does touch the back plate slightly, occasionally, yeah. not constantly, but it can touch it. So our previous back plate, uh, and the one our current one we still have is is like diamond coated. So it's like we've got a really hard coating on. Yeah. So that it it's um it lasts longer and there's less wear on the com rod and that you know um with this new backplate is a rotating backplate so it has two bearings in a shaft okay there's a whole assembly so it's got like a disc and a shaft yeah yes yeah, so if you imagine that and the shaft goes through two bearings uh and then it's mounted uh through them with the screw and everything yeah. um so what that does is it rotates uh, it's fed, well, the bearings are fed with the oil from the fuel in the engine anyway, so they're constantly oiled. Um, and so if it does touch it, it rotates with it. So it's not like a, a flatter surface that's not moving. It will yeah. move with the, with the comrade and the crankshaft if it does touch it, so there's less friction, less wear on the engine. Um, less chance, of a, less chance of a cut or shock or anything like that, yeah? Uh, they don't normally... It's like maybe a little bit of fuel consumption. Uh, yeah. The engine is definitely faster with it. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's also it just lasts longer. It wears the engine out less, you know. Yeah. Oh, um, cool. things like that. Are they retrofitable to all the Reds engines? Sorry. Are they retrofitable to all the the current range of yeah. Reds? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, cool. Do you have you noticed? Say, I know a bit. Of, more fuel mileage with it, with something like that? Is it horrendously different, or is it just is just another another thing for the package? Minimal, minimal, yeah. minimal. Yeah, it's not it's okay. not huge. You're probably the worst bloke to talk to you about fuel consumption anyway, ain't you? Well, Actually, sorry about that. Well, you yeah. say that, you say that. Our new engines, we're yeah. doing all right with fuel mileage now. Yeah, even me. Yes, I'm saying, yeah, you 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 in particular, because you've always been on always been on. If I get good fuel mileage, yeah, in testing and development, yeah. when we take it to public. You know, they yeah. probably want to take fuel with them to the race. Yeah. <laughs> fill up at home. Just Twenty-five minute engine. <laughs> fill up at home and just leave the leave the gallon in in the garage. Oh, brill, man, brill. So you're doing tenth nationals this year? No, no, I'm not doing tenth nationals this year. Wow. Okay. So that means so that means no euros and no worlds for you then. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you, um, you, you, might, there's only I so many weekends. The, I might attend the Italian one. Yeah. Because nobody really goes to it. I think it's only like one round and I yeah. can qualify. Yeah. So just not out of spite towards the RCA or anything like that. It's just the time. Uh, you know, I have so many races on as it is. You know what? Um, this rule's been around for years, hasn't it? Oh, so I remember when Bloomfield won the, the World's Warm-Up and wasn't allowed to go because he hadn't done nationals. And obviously you've been in similar situations before. I don't know whether we could, uh, uh, I don't know, the AGM propose a rule that says we should be allowed a wild card. To, you I know got what blocked mean? from doing it. I got blocked yeah, from doing it Bloom, one, yeah. Bloomfield went through, to, went through the same thing as well, yeah. He's, he's, we spoke about it when we interviewed him. It's a shame, yeah. man. It's a shame. Even though there was there was spaces available yeah. because it was in Italy. Um, was, it, was it in Italy? There was... Um, there was available spaces. Um, the club was asking for people to sign up. Yeah. No one else from the UK was going. Um, the reserves that were ahead of me weren't going to go. And I asked them 
if they're not going, can I have this part? No one really cared. They were like, yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going, so whatever. Yeah. Um, and I was blocked by uh, a certain someone at the temp scale PRCA. Um, uh, even if I went against him and just showed up at the track with my stuff, he wouldn't allow me to race. Yeah. So it was like, what? How is this making the sport good? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're stopping from people that want to race. Yeah. It's like whatever. Yeah. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. Chris, you're on the BRCA. Can we do that? Can, could we apply for a rule? That wouldn't be against the rules, would it? Uh, if, um, it was, if it was vote, I'm not saying I'm not trying to throw you under the bus here, Chris. At all. I mean, I don't I'm know saying, things have changed. Could you, could now, you, is that sort of then. yeah? Is that the sort of thing you could change at an AGM by putting um, by, by saying? You know, I don't. In all honesty, I don't know because it. I do get is the rule. Ten section rule, rule. Or is, it, is it a BRCA oh, rule right. in general? That's, I, I'd say that's more of probably. I don't know, would that be an EFRA rule? Because it's EFRA blocking it. I don't know. Yeah, I get I get the rule in the fact that... You could be taking away the place from someone else who's, who's done the full series sort of thing. I get the fact that people spent the time and they did the series to qualify, they put the effort in and all that sort of stuff. If nobody wants to go and the space is available, why yeah, can't I go? That, yeah. I can see, yeah. I can't see why that should be a problem. I think if I if I go through all the reserve drivers, if they contact all the people that are on the reserve in front of me, and nobody wants to go, then I don't understand why I can't go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just from my point of view as well. I mean, you've I'm got that whole in thing. the country as well, you know. Yeah, you've got that whole thing, you know, and you know. Let's be honest, you ain't a, you ain't a slouch. You ain't slow. It's just another name in the in the British hat that could win a Euros or a Worlds or whatever. So to me, if there's a space and as long I mean, as you're I, not involved in anybody, at my last temp scale national uh, Euros, I did four wheel drive yeah. in Italy. Yeah. Yeah, it's only that I got rinsed I, I in the last leg. How you'd word the rule, Chris? But it wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be like I'm not saying some nobody could go, but maybe you'd have to word it like I don't know, a, a, a driver of extraordinary talent could get could get a wild card place. You know what I mean? That would. I don't. That, I don't know if what, I don't know if you'd put I, it like that. I, I think, think probably... I don't know if it is a rule. It might be. I'm not sure. But if you've ever been a world champion in the past or a European champion in the past, you should never have to qualify. You should have always have a free spot that, yeah, available to yeah, you. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that wouldn't be a hit admission. Or I think even if you just worded it something along the lines of um, as well, long the as... The fact that you've represented and you've won for your country, I think yeah. you deserve to have an open spot for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, it, I mean, for the people like, say, for example, you'd never won anything like that. You know, you would just, you know, you happen to be... You know, I don't know, let's use, um, say, Jamie Hall as an example, because he's never won a Euros, he's never won a Worlds, um, but he's clearly a talent. Now, say, for example, for whatever reason, he couldn't go to the Nationals, and he rings up and he goes, is there a chance I can do the Euros? I think as long as he's not taking away a place from a person who wants to go, is willing to go, and has fulfilled all qualifying criteria then who cares if he takes up a place or not 
Yeah. Let him race. The, if, my if only you go through the reserves first, like I said. Yeah. And you know, you're not like you said, taking away spots from people that have earned it through the series or whatever. If no one can afford to go for whatever reason, or they've got other, you know, other things they've got to do, um, then yeah, let them race. Why not? Yeah. yeah, I just think it's that's yeah. I would have a problem with that personally, but that's that's just little old me. You can second. Me, really you can, you, you can second me at the AGM, then Chris. <laughs> Let's well, do it. If somebody else puts it in, I'll second <laughs> no it. Doubt, I don't no doubt, publicly agree, agree with anything you say. No doubt, a grown-up from the BRCA is going to correct me on this at some point at a race meeting in the future. Going, you can't do this because of this rule, this rule, and this. Rule. And I don't get and these AGM like, meetings either. I don't get these AGM meetings. It's not. It's not necessary, to be honest. I don't understand why we can't. I've said this because, you know, we already have a lot. Of, I don't know how many rounds is this a national series in terms scale. Six. Uh, five, five this year, yeah, sorry. Six, five, right. I think, yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, we have five and eight scale. That's a lot. In Italy, they have two or three. Most countries, it's a lot less. Um, I don't understand why they don't organise that after the race on the last round, while everyone's there, to have a vote. Yeah. Sit down, right, we organise after the last round, so you all know before you clear off home, before, the tra- yeah, before, they give the tro- before they give the trophies out because everyone will be there then, won't they? Gonna, everyone's here let's <laughs> yeah. have a meeting so get all your questions ready throughout the year so we can talk about it while everyone's there but yeah. no got to spend more money to travel spend the night in a hotel go to this AGM sit in a classroom um, do you know what I mean or it's just it's so old school with that sort of stuff we don't yeah. need to do it That'd you know be- or even on, online I've been speaking about doing it online um, for the last couple of event, the last couple of meetings. They've been talking about doing that, um, but that obviously hasn't got very far yet. Basically, but yeah, they did. They did speak about, um, especially like for, the, for example, the races in Scotland who wanted to have a vote on something. You know, for for twenty people to come down from Scotland was a, was a massive ask. You see, so but yeah, that was actually mentioned, wasn't it, Chris? About trying and to get you'll have the online. actual people there that are actually doing the series. Right, after the race, rather than a few people that like to go to them, or some people that have to go to them, but there's not that many. Um, rather than if you was at a race meet, you've got everyone there that does the series that can actually have a vote and listen. Yeah, you know. Yeah, cool. Because obviously they can't go for work, or they've got family, or can't afford another trip out, or whatever. Yeah. It just—I I thought it would make more sense to do it that way. Yeah. It'd be easier for them as well. Cool. So, where are you next week, then, mate, or, or next meeting? What, what have you got? What have you got planned? So, my next big race-ish race is the MKGP. Okay. Yeah. We'll, that in the UK. We'll, yeah, we'll be there. Um. So yeah, flying the flag. S works there. Um. With Misha and uh, Yawn coming over as well. Yeah, obviously, Ashley Sorry. Patterson will be there as well. You know, the one to yeah. hope. Yep, um, he'd be definitely flying the flag. Um, so yeah, I'll be coming over a bit before that just to prep as much as I can, do some races, club nights, practice days, races um, a couple of weeks before, um, just to get up to speed with it, really. Yeah, ah, class, mate. 
fuss. All right, mate, well, we've been going for like 50 minutes now, so it's time for the new famous question. And we know you listen every week, Al, so you'll probably already have an answer for this. Um, we now have the RC Hall of Fame. Have you got one item or two items you'd like to throw into the RC Hall of Fame for us? Um, I'd probably have to be my first car. Okay. Um, people probably wouldn't relate to it, but, you know, I've got a nostalgic value to it for me. Probably be the uh, Kyosho Sandmaster. Oh, good choice. That was um, like a two-wheel drive nitro buggy, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Do you have one of them, Chris? Ironically, it's, you know, it's like we've discussed this, that was also uh, my very first car sold to me by um, my very first sponsor, Ian Littley at Penn Model. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I learned to drive with that car before I even hit the track. Oh. Over in the park, I used to lay some cones out yeah, and uh, drove around that. And then my dad decided to upgrade the engine in it and ruin the gearbox because it was just too powerful for it. Um, but, yeah, good times. Oh, class, Mum. That's I where my, my love of RC that, began. That's a definite one I learned for the my hatred of Nitro from that car. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to look after them, Chris. It's not rocket science. Keep, keep it clean. Keep to, maybe maybe it. if people watch this, they know if anyone's got a new one, I'd like to probably get one. And uh, yeah, if, if you, you got, if you're, if you're out there, you've got a Kyoto Sandmaster, new in box or mint. I'm in the market. Once more. <laughs> I, I'm sure Kyoto owe you a few favours anyway. Just give them a ring direct and say, "Look, lads, break them all there." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Elliot, what, yeah you want Elliot boots? Elliot one. boots re-release. Yeah, restart production for one car, please. Yeah. Yeah, but no, no. Get on to do the Elliot Boots re-release, and instead of the shiny blue shell, you you can now put a shiny red, black, shiny red (laughs) and black one. I'd buy it just for just for the the box. All right, mate. Not Elliot. Thanks for coming on, mate. It's been epic to talk to you. No, if I don't see if I don't see you before practicing, mate, I'll see you at the uh, the GP. Before we let you go, do you want to say thank you to anyone, friends, family, sponsors, long suffering. Girlfriend, I don't think it's wife yet. Yeah, you know, thanks to uh, S Works, Reds Racing. Obviously, I'm very close with Reds, uh, being my family as well. Um, T Pro Tires, XTR, Samwa Radios, always looked after me since like a young age. I've been with Samwa forever, and I'll probably never change. Um, shoot Fuel. Um, obviously, I've got the guys. Uh, that helped me out uh, family-wise, you know, my dad, my uh, my partner. I've uh, got my new little girl now as well, Victoria. She's she's great. You know, she gives me a lot of inspiration. Um, and yeah, you know, and obviously my brand EBRC, I'm trying to trying to grow it, making a few parts and whatnot. So step by step, um, start small. Um, but yeah. No, uh, no, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's been great. Nice one. Well, don't forget, uh, myself and Chris want um, uh, those MIP um, handles in blue with our names on. Um, okay. Next time you, you want them for the MKGP? Well, whenever. You know, we, you know, we, 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 we're cool. As long as we can get some blue ones with our names on, that'd be sweet. <laughs> okay, mate. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> Chris, okay. if, you, if you don't ask, you don't get. All right, you forget how famous you are, Chris. All right, you know what I mean? Oh, I just chat bollocks on a Wednesday night. It's all, mate. I ain't famous. Nice one. <laughs> Elliot, cheers, buddy. All right, I'll see you soon. All right. Yeah, see you guys. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Mate. See you later, mate. Bye bye. And he's gone. How about that? And our one take podcast. 
always always the professional absolutely mate what, what a top guy what a top guy so yeah um, look forward to seeing you at the MKGP Elliot uh, if I don't see you before come practising local to us um, I'll show you the way around Midlands if you want <laughs> yeah he'll go really really <laughs> slow so you can see the lines <laughs> not Class. to take. do you um, I know you said you weren't going racing at the weekend mate but I'm going to ask you you know, did you go racing at the weekend um, I didn't um, obviously Dylan had his first ever football match now he's signed for a team Yeah. Uh, so I was on dad duty going and watching that uh, but nicely for me um, I don't know if you know about like 10 year olds football they can be subbed on and off and off and on and there's yeah. no limit and they play for an hour so Dylan's team they normally get about half, out of the hour they normally play two lots of 15 minutes and rotate round so for the for the uh, half an hour that he wasn't watching the field where he was playing was literally my back was leaning against the fence for Stafford model car club oh no way. <laughs> so, was, was there a meeting yeah, on? So there was well i don't yeah it was a meeting i don't know what kind of meeting whether it was a like a race meeting or just a time practice fun club there i don't, I don't yeah. pretend to know how they run their run their events um but that no, was quite good i didn't recognize many um but i recognized Zach Smith hurtling round with a touring car that looked like it had, you know, more horsepower than a jet engine. <laughs> How they get them into the first corner and stick, I've got no clue. Well, I remember Harley or her dad was saying they're doing like 60, 70 miles an hour. Yeah, and Stafford ain't a small straight. Yeah. Um, I'd say for people that don't know, it's probably... I mean, you could, would you say it's probably... You've been to Stafford, haven't you? Would you say it's probably yeah, about not, the same not size? Since, as, not since the 90s, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't it hasn't changed, right? Yeah. It's still the same. Yeah. Um I'd say it's probably not far off the same sort of length as like when stop uh, when Southport used their shorter straight. Oh well, so it's gonna be like uh, forty meters then. Forty, fifty meters. Yeah, so so it, they get up. Um and I know Zach normally runs mod modern turbo and all that crazy stuff. So yeah, um, I was really actually quite impressed with how they managed to stick at the end of the corner. Yeah. Like, but now it was cool. So that that's my uh, my limit of RC for the for the last week. <laughs> cool. Uh, we went to um, had a couple of days off work last week actually Thursday Friday to get the cars ready for this weekend um and next weekend actually um so I put a couple of eight cars together for me and Bruce this year um and we got I got a new engine for Bruce that he had for Christmas um and I got like an engine I put one in my car that needed running in as well and that's going to be the spare engine on mount so if we have a problems in this through the year basically I can just get the engine out of the box put it in the car and I know it'll work you know um so yeah so we went so basically Sunday was a, a day of um engine running in it was. Um, have you ever heard of this oil bathing technique they use on nitro engines, Chris? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen. I've seen a few of the videos. I know. Yeah. Um, well, the engine RCP. I've just had one in as well. Haven't yeah. they there doing it? The engine I got for Bruce um, was oil bathed, and the engine that I had was not oil bathed. It was okay. just fresh out of the packet, and so Darren Malt was there as well, and he had an engine that wasn't oil bathed, fresh out of the packet. Um, so I literally this, the one in Bruce's car that had been bathed. I just. I ain't joking. I primed it with the engine heater on and I started it and it just went brrrr and it was just bang on you know what I mean it was so nice so easy just went the tick over up and just left it run through for four tanks you know um, just kept topping the tank up um, and Darren with his own un- oil bath engine couldn't keep it running um, and because they're, they're really tight you know they pinch at the top of the cylinder 
yeah. and he kept cutting he had to keep restarting it and he was getting a screwdriver right to flick the flyball around so and start it again and oh it was a nightmare for him so anyway I've got Bruce's I feel like I'm rushing sorry I've got a couple of tanks of two Bruce's car and then I put him on the track in the top corner he was doing he did another two or three tanks just figure of eights you know and this engine was ready to go it was so eager to pull um, so anyway we did that and then I kept, I kept it running all this time, so it was still running. You know, it done like six tanks at this point, six or well, six and a half tanks, and it was still just ticking over so nicely, no issues. Um, and I leaned it off just a little bit so it would run run nicely, and I put him off and I sent him round the track, and he did like two or three two or three tanks um, just running the engine round. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, Darren's on yeah. his bench, can't, can't keep this engine running at all. So <laughs> anyway. I, I did this fuel with Bruce and I left his car to cool down um, and I got my car out with the new engine in and I had exactly the same problems couldn't keep it running kept pinching it at the top oh my god I am a total total convert for oil bath nitro engines um, all the years I've been doing this and it's the first engine I've had that's been oil bathed and it, honestly it's mind blowing for £40 how much these en- the, all these people that sell engines it's, it's worth five times that for convenience yeah. You know. So anyway. So from what I understand, they're basically they drop it in a vat of like warmed oil, don't yeah, they? Five, no, that's five, oil back. It's, it's, it's just five forty engine oil. Yeah. And they just Yeah, and, and then it, the rod the rod's connected and it rotates the rod through yeah. a, a like a, a motor, doesn't it? That's so it, that yeah. basically it's yeah. running without being turned on in warm oil. Basically, yeah, it's running without the ignition, without the spark or, or, or the glow, basically. Yeah. And they just keep spinning it over and then apparently I don't know exactly how it works, but I think they raise the temperature of the oil to simulate like race conditions, basically, uh, and and they just keep yeah, spinning yeah. it over. It just beds everything in nicely. But yeah, um, so anyway, tell you what I do know about them, though. What's that? You can have David, David. You can have David. You've spoke about him. You can have David Ayongaro oil back your engine if you want. Yeah, he does it as a as a service. Yeah. So anyway. I did that, um, and I got my car running. Um, got it ticket over in the box. Did a, did a bit of running in. Uh, my engine wasn't as as expensive as Bruce's, so it didn't need quite the same because it was uh, didn't need quite the same treatment because it's a bit of a can I put it looser tolerance, I suppose you'd want to say. So anyway, yeah. Bruce hadn't hadn't put a foot wrong all day, um, and he was just going round and round and round. So I leaned his engine off a bit to the point where he was getting around that well that I was confident enough to I wouldn't have to go and run after his car. So I got my car on the track, and we were both doing laps together. Um, kept coming back in, filling them up with fuel, leaning them off a bit, um, to the point where, but I don't know, by one o'clock, the engines were pretty much ready to go. You know, they'd had, they'd had plenty of fuel through them. So we leaned them up, um, and Bruce had been driving stellar all day. And do you want to know something, Chris? I'll say it for everyone to hear right now. I could not. You catch, beat you. I could not catch that child around Ledbury. I, yes, honestly, it's happening. Well, I, I would come off the rostrum. I'm like, mate, why can't you drive like that at a race meeting? I don't, I don't get it. You know, I've, you know, we're here. You've absolutely wiped the floor with me, and I cannot catch you. And he's like, don't know. You know, what kids are like, no, don't know, don't know. Why can't you drive? Yeah. When we go to Cardiff next weekend, why can't you drive like that? Don't know. It's just hard with the other car. I'm like, mate, it's not hard. <laughs> you know. And then he said, I was driving slower because there's no one there to marshal the car. I'm like, that's the point, mate. If you just drove a little bit slower, please drive a little yeah. bit slower. But yeah, honestly, I mate, won't have to repair it, it, it as was, many times. It, it, it was awesome. And then Darren, Malt, then there was three of us going around. There was 
because Darren obviously as the day went on Darren sorted his motors out as well um, there was three of us howling round in a in a procession um, and we had the best time but literally the only time we needed to put stop the cars was to put more fuel in and go back out again um, and, he, and he drove so well honestly he's just mind blowing and then but you know, obviously we'll be back to back to reality at the next race meeting um, it's weird isn't it I can't I can't I just I just don't know what to I can't put my finger on it you know I wish I wish that I, there was someone who just messaged me in the week and say this is what you need to say to Bruce to make him drive like that on a race day <laughs> so if you're out there and you're listening and you get this far into the show please tell me guide me as a parent of what to say to this child to make him drive yeah. like he drove on Sunday at a race meeting but now nah, Chris honestly mate I could not catch him um I could get close, but I couldn't get past. I couldn't get past. So I told you all this time. I've been saying it's been coming, yeah. and you're like, "Nah, he's got years yet, years yeah. before he can even get near me." Well, he has at a race, then, at a race meeting. He has, mate. But mate, uh, for, on Sunday, he, he, he was he was tip top, mate. I'm obviously we two both, weeks later, and he spanked. Yeah, yeah we both got. What's that? I say new cars, new cars to us that I've refreshed um, uh, over the, over the last couple of months. Um, you know, so the cars are tip top, ready ready to rock. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I feel like I'm going on now. But yeah, it was brilliant, brilliant, just brilliant to see him going around like that. Um, and what, anyway, once I'd done, well, I was busy Thursday, Friday. I'd done those two cars. I finished off painting a body for one of my mates, and then I started on the four-wheel drive that you very kindly loaned me for workshop. So I've yeah. done that. I fixed your speedo for you. Bless you. Um, I took a set. Oh, it was really funny. I was getting bits from everywhere. I've had this receiver at my RC10. I've had a server at one of my drag cars. Um, I've had connections off another speedo off, but, <laughs> you know it's just like literally bits of come I've had my spit I've had my motor out my RC10 sorry my motor out my B6 to put in the four wheel drive because it's a six and a half and I've got a seven and a half out my box to put in the two wheel drive so yeah so the four wheel drive is ready to rock even got the prototype white body shell on it Chris with, with my name yeah, stickers so on the side you, it's so factory you're looking so, forward to it though. you know what this I would am. be I am. Is this going to be your first ever four-wheel drive race meeting? Well, the the, the last time I raced four-wheel drive uh, was I had a Schumacher Pro Cap, so that was '92. Uh, and then ever since then, it's always been four-wheel drive. I've always been two-wheel right, drive. So. Sorry, I've had I've had a couple of laps at Midlands, and I mean like literally, kind of go. You can't make have three laps, kind of go with a four-wheel drive. But I've not actually done a five-minute race for thirty years to be one. Right, nice. So, but I did absolutely hammer it down the street um, when I finished it Friday afternoon, and it felt really good. And it went round the drain cover so well. Um, that, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And then I've done. I've, anyway, we've done that, and then I started work on the two-wheel drive Sunday night after we got back on the track, and I did that Sunday, Monday. No, hang on. Yeah, I started it, took it apart Sunday, did work on it uh, Monday, and then finished it cheap last night, which is huge because we were recording a, a day late this week, and it's Wednesday today for listening yeah. for the listeners. Um, yeah, and it, the car, the two wheel drive looks so weird on the bench. It's like nineteen mil ride height with massive tires on it. It, it doesn't look broken, but like you know, we know we're not with me and my carpet. We're not used to having it at like 14, 15 oh, yeah, mil. Dragging its backside yeah, on the floor with skinny so, front. It, it looks so but, weird and so high. I was, I was talking to this at the, uh, talking to uh, to Neil about this at the last workshop, and we both sort of said it looks so funny. But don't you agree? It just looks right. It does look cool. It looks really cool. Yeah, 
you know. So I'm looking forward to drive. Obviously, I've had to go with your two-wheel drive at workshop. Um, I don't know, the start of the season, wasn't it? Last End of last winter. Or end, yeah, of last, yeah. end of last year, sorry. But yeah, no, so I'm, I'm quite looking forward to that. It feels really soft yeah, on the bench with rest. the soft springs and the soft oils and it's the setup I've got on it. I've got, you know, me and setup sheets. I've got a Neil Craig 6.3 setup sheet and I've copied that to the letter. Um, and, it, and, it, and it just basically, if you twist it, twist the car from the bumper or from the gearbox it just rolls so easily so yeah, yeah. so yeah I'm looking, it I'm just looking feels right to. yeah so that's um, what time does it start on um, Sunday is it uh, doors open at se- doors open at 7 wow okay yeah okay so obviously you've 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 arranged a lift with me as well so yeah. we'll yeah. be we will be leaving yeah let's, um, hope, let's hope we're not nine. in the same final eh? <laughs> we oh if we're in the same final and you do anything like I do to you in a final, then you need to have fucking arranged some transport home from work. So. <laughs> <laughs> because you'll be, it's a long walk. Yeah, it is, mum. It is. It's, it's, people are like, where are you going racing the weekend? I'm like, Sheffield. They're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man, we'll get a better bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like when people, say, when people say that to me, I'm like, oh, where are you racing? So, oh, well, I was in Cardiff last weekend. I'm in works up this weekend. They were like, Bloody hell, we fuel this expensive. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Yeah, class. Yeah. yeah. Are, you, are your cars all done? Are you raised a rock? Uh, four wheel drive done. Um, two wheel drive will be done in the next day or two. Yeah. Well, it's got to be because it's on Sunday. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'll probably, what I'll tend to do is um, the shocks on either of the cars aren't done, but I'll do them Saturday before, just Saturday afternoon before we go. So they're done last last minute. Yeah, class, mate. Class. That's when I'll do Cool. That's it. We've got anything else you want to talk about excitedly, or have we missed anything? Um, no, I don't think we have. Um, I suppose do we need? We should really comment on, and I don't want to say this to blow my own trumpet because it's not really um, when it turns it into what the the one tenth committee have kind of done to get this this year. It wasn't me. Nothing to do with me. I'm just. Uh, you know, I just tag along and hang out for the praise. Um, but the amount of entries for the for the yeah, national series. Yeah. It's wild, isn't it? We've got seventeen hundred entries they've had so far, something like that. Something like that yeah. across the whole series, yeah. Um I think it's down to the point pretty much where if you're not on F three, you're not getting in pretty much. Yeah. Um yeah. just based on the wild. I, 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 should, I should have entered being an F two and all, you know, so you know, yeah, but that rain, assi- that rain assisted F two. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, we don't talk about that. No, no. Just no, like we no, don't yeah, talk yeah. about, you know. Yeah, bring your smack talk to the war fam. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to smack talk, mate. I just <laughs> put you off on the end of a long sweeper. <laughs> cool. All right. I, I act, I act with violence, not with, uh, not with words. <laughs> Brilliant. All right, mate, do you want to, do you want to thank the sponsors and we'll, and we'll call it a night? Uh, yes, mate. Um, as always, thank you to um, CML Distribution, Schumacher Racing and Will Speed RC. Um, I noticed Will Speed had released their new uh, RF3, the lossy platform version, and Schumacher have released their new L1R this week. So, you know, both looking really good cars. So pop over to their sites and to the CML site. Um, and I'm sure CML have got some cool associated stuff coming in soon. 
perfecto. And I'll say thank you to the listeners. Guys, thank you very much for getting involved with our Car Crash Club podcast. I really do hope you, you get this far into the show every week. Um, don't forget, if you want to drop us a message to the Facebook page, you, you can do, and we'll do our best to reply within like 24, 48 hours. Um, drop Chris a message to his personal account because he loves to ignore them. So that's another n- another one you can go for as well. Um, don't forget to like and share for your chance to be in with a prize at Christmas. And Chris, that's it. I will look forward to seeing you at your house at quarter past five on Sunday morning for the big long trip. Yeah, you better bring some energy drinks. I will, mate. I will. I will. I'll bring everything. I'll bring the bazaars. I'll bring the style. I'll bring the beards. I'll bring the winning cars. Everything. So, while you're doing that, I'll just put the looks in the personality. Yeah. <laughs> 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 nice one. In a bit later. See you soon. Uh, uh, see you. Bye-bye. Right.